Hello and welcome to Horror Culture, our show with the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And sometimes this podcast feels like an endurance test <laughs> of just how much I can take of, of terrible films. This is definitely up there as one of the worst I've ever seen. And it's Valentine's week too. Chris has picked a very... Uh, romantic. Very romantic. Uh, so much romance film. in this film. So, so many sexual predators in one film. But so many people who fall in love after five minutes of meeting each other. It's it's very romantic. It's a film about love, I feel. If you're watching this... Uh, watching this? If you're listening to this podcast... You're watching us, sorry. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and you know of trash films, then... This is probably the one you've all been waiting for. We are discussing from Justin to Kelly. Yes. Released in 2003. So my memories of this is... The, uh, obviously, this has come from uh, American Idol. The first season of American Idol. And I also, American Idol didn't really come over to the UK. Or at least I didn't watch it. I was aware of it, but never watched it. Um, but I always remember, back in the old dial-up days, I'd go on imdb.com. And you'd see the top 250 films and the bottom 100. This was always, always top of the bottom 100 list. Yeah. This was always deemed the worst film of all time. Now you can see why. <laughs> it's the latest in and our... it's justified. It's the latest in our long string of uh, music films. Films where pop stars uh, release films and really unnecessary films um to promote something now obviously this was to promote Kelly Clarkson winning American Idol yeah yeah essentially um she was contractually obligated wasn't she mm. I'm sure we'll get to that in trivia. yeah it was directed by Robert Iscove uh who directed episodes of 21 Jump Street Miami Vice The Flash in 1990 and Star Trek The Next Generation as well as the Cinderella 1997 TV movie with Brandy <gasps> She's All That Boys and Girls ah! Love and Dancing and On Strike for Christmas to name where a few where did it all go wrong She's All That is a classic <laughs> well well not, no. not like a classic in terms of if you watched it when you were younger. <laughs> I'm sure if you watched it for the first time. I, I don't know how. Shit. I'm, I'm more confused as to how this guy went from doing stuff like Star Trek The Next Generation to, to this. Well, they all start off in TV, don't they? Do random episodes. It, it was made on a budget shows. of $12 million and it made just under $5 million worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Gary was saying, this is, this is a big. There's a string of. Um, musical acts doing films and then being huge box office flops. I don't know why they kept doing it. No. You know, you can forgive... No, we can't forgive, but the producers can forgive bad critics' reviews mm. if the films make money. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't like Spice World set the world on fire, no. you know... Um, seeing double S Club, seeing double came out the same year, but Glitter didn't set the world on fire. Madonna's music uh, film career didn't go anywhere. No, you know it just didn't. Prince's films didn't go anywhere. They didn't translate. I mean, I haven't seen Moonwalker, but I'm assuming that didn't make much money. The Michael Jackson, I film. think, it was a he cult was, film. So. Well, he's the biggest star on the planet. 
you know, when he did Moonwalker and after as well, up until his death, he was the biggest star on the planet. And he couldn't, he couldn't make a film career out of these things. So I don't know why they kept fucking trying. No, but they did and we got this. Uh, the film set a record for the shortest gap between theatrical premiere and home video DVD release. Because it made uh, fuck all money. Yeah, it was 29 days. When distributor 20th Century Fox, somehow 20th Century Fox released this, announced plans to release the film on VHS and DVD six weeks after its opening weekend, some theatre chains threatened not to screen it at all. Fox ultimately pushed the video release back a few months, and after it flopped opening weekend, Fox reinstated the original video release scheduled date. Do you think we're going to uh, get us on Disney Plus then? I mean, it's 20th Century Fox. Um, I, I, I think Kelly Clarkson's uh, <laughs> friends to sue them if they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this was actually in cinemas, and that is absolutely bizarre to think. The thing is, American Idol was a huge deal. It was a big deal. These shows got millions and millions and millions of viewers. Mm. You know, just in the UK, the yeah. X Factor used to. Um, we had Pop Idol, uh, Pop Stars, all of that. And they brought in millions of viewers. But when you create a film that's so fucking shit... Mm -hmm you're not going to get that viewership going out, getting off their backsides and going to the cinemas to watch it. No. You know, it's different. Everyone's TV's in the front room. That, you have to walk a few metres. I mean, that and the fact that absolutely not a single person in this film can act. No. It is no. so lifeless. It is. I've never known a film with so much to go on to be so lifeless. Because you're... This is worse than any of the, the others that we've seen. And, you, you know... Um, S Club scene doubles a close second. Mm. But you, you've you've picked these people out for American Idol. Kelly Clarkson, a fantastic singer. She's made it all the way to the end. But she's just singing on a stage. That's what these shows are. She's yeah. not... At least, you know, with pop acts and established pop acts, especially someone like Lady Gaga. If we look at Lady Gaga... Mm. She puts on a performance. She is an actress and always has been. You know, her music videos incorporate a lot of acting and mm. her stage shows incorporate a lot of that. So she's already been there. Yeah. But you've plucked this random girl, which is the whole point of American Idol, mm. is you've plucked this random girl who has a beautiful voice and made her into a superstar. That does not translate to a movie screen. <laughs> At all. And plus, it's got absolutely no good songs whatsoever. No. At least, like, I mean, you could at a push, say, uh, seeing Double had uh, Don't Stop Moving. You had Spice World, obviously. The Spice Girls have loads of great songs. Um, you know, Xanadu was full of bangers. Yeah. Even Can't Stop the Music had the theme song, you know. But then you've got this, and there's, there's not a single good song in this film. Excuse me, YMCA? Is it in this film? No, YMCA was in. Uh, <laughs> oh, the yeah, music. okay. The CD YMCA sequence is better than this entire film. But you had established songs. You, you, these aren't established apart from "That's the Way I Like It." Oh, 
I mean, we're that. talking about Kelly Clarkson. Uh, Kelly Clarkson and Justin Grani. Yeah. Garini? Garani? Whatever. Know. He's a fucking arsehole. He, he didn't make his um, way over they to the UK. They were contractually obligated to participate in this film because of their commitment to American Idol Search for a Superstar. Uh, he's even less. Uh, I mean, he's not even memorable in this film. Whereas no. Kelly Clarkson, she's memorable for the wrong reasons. I. He's she's just there because she's Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, though. he's sort of looking at her. Is this the woman that sang? Uh, <laughs> um, what's since you've been gone? She oh, she begged. <laughs> she begged the creators to let her out of the contract for this film, but did not get very far. No, clearly not. No. <laughs> the production company would not allow screenings for critics, understandably. Understandably, uh, it's listed amongst the one hundred most enjoyably bad movies ever made in the official Razzie movie guide. Do you have the list of Razzies? Uh, yeah, uh, so from Justin to Kelly was very fortunate. It came out the same year as Jiggly. <laughs> um, so it was nominated but didn't win for any of these. Um, but it was it actually won Worst Musical of Razzie's first 25 years. Um, but it was nominated in 2004 or five for Worst Picture, Worst Actor, Worst Actress, Worst Screen Couple, Worst Director... Worst excuse for an actual movie. <laughs> All concept, no content. Worst remake or sequel, because they, they saw it as a remake of the old um, beach party movies, mm-hmm. like Where the Boys Are. And it, it was nominated for Worst Screenplay. I think if Jiggly hadn't been out that year, it would have won for all yeah. of those. Yeah, it absolutely should have won. Um I mean, it, as far as enjoyably bad movies go, maybe I would have enjoyed this more if we weren't analysing it, but I did not enjoy it. This was painful to sit through. It was. This is certainly not a trash to piece. Uh, a commercial soundtrack was never released because the producers didn't want it to compete with Kelly and Justin's debut albums. Timeless, sung by the both of them, was included on Justin's album, uh, which is named after his name. Uh, the film's second week box office was down 77% on its first, one of the biggest drops in film history. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But, yeah, it's it's still, it, it was still in cinemas, which I just can't get my head around. Yeah, I suppose direct to DVD or or a TV. Why wouldn't they just make it a TV movie? Exactly. If that's your you can't your target audience, like the uh, <laughs> what was that film we watched last year, the Christmas special? Who was in it? What do you mean? The the straight to TV Christmas special featuring a musical act last year that we watched. Tolly Parton. No, 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 no. The other one with a girl group from the nineties. Oh, Invoke Christmas. Christmas. That's what it should have been like. It should have been straight to TV. You hated that. I quite... I found some fun out of it. Shut the fuck up. So the plot is a waitress from Texas and a college student from Pennsylvania meet during spring break in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and come together through their shared love of singing. That's not the fucking plot. That's not it. I thought it was Miami. Wait, was that the plot for Invoke Christmas? No, shut up. I thought it was Miami. Uh, it is Miami. It is they Miami. They say it's not Fort multiple, multiple points throughout this film. But that's the official plot synopsis. It's Fort Lauderdale, Miami? Maybe. Is it part of it. Oh, but okay. that, that's taken straight from IMDb. Yeah, yeah. We start with Kelly singing at an empty country karaoke bar uh, where one guy claps her and another guy is asleep. 
Yeah, so we established from the get-go... She's a loser. Kelly Clarkson, yeah. Well, she's a fantastic singer who's stuck singing to this empty bar that she also works at. <laughs> so we we get that. And she's singing, she gets a clap from some random guy, so they can hear her sing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's acknowledged that she's yep. singing and that she's a good singer. Um, that's the last time it's acknowledged... <laughs> Being a standout singer in the film. Yeah, no one gives a shit. No, because the rest of it's a fucking musical where everyone sings and dances. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy she's singing to uh, is a guy we'll soon know her as uh, Hurricane Luke. Yes. Um, she appreciates that he comes to every show, but she's not interested in him romantically. And he says, well, you just wait. I'm like Hurricane Luke. I'm going to blow you over. Yeah, and he's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, and he looks like a is, fucking this asshole. Is a, um, yeah, country pub. Speaking of country, he looks like a cunt. Oh, Lord. Uh, Kelly's friends, speaking of cunts, uh, Alexa shows up. <laughs> yeah, so Kelly's two friends appear, Alexa and Kaya. Uh, they're all, we've got suitcases, but unfortunately their flights for spring break to Miami have been... Um, cancelled so the company went bust and the others are full and uh, they want kelly to join them slash drive them there yeah and it is poor kelly that has to drive they haven't got a car no because alexa's daddy took her car and she's only going with 23 bikinis for older men yeah she told her daddy that her therapist was called neiman marcus which is a very american (sighs) joke uh neiman marcus is is just a shop yeah. Alexa wants to know what else Kelly's going to do on a week off if she doesn't drive them there. Because she hasn't oh, got a life. Oh, what a coincidence. She's got a week off. Yeah, because she hasn't got a life. Um, so she has no week else to do. And then they say, if you don't come, we'll kill you. Uh, she agrees to go. Yeah, well. They the first say, of two jokes about death in this film. Well, first she says, because Kelly's a good girl, um, Kelly doesn't want to go because guys at spring break are only there with one thing on their minds. Yes. And... They say they threaten to kill her if she doesn't go. She has a look back at the empty bar and says, okay. Yeah. Without what did she lose? Without any sort of life in, in I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um We get a very, very bad <gasps> Kelly Clarkson dance pop cover of Vacation by the Go-Go's. Okay, so we get our establishing shots of Miami <laughs> with the credits. Awful credits. And Kelly Clarkson is singing Vacation by the Go-Go's. Uh, Go-Go's are one of my favourite bands of all time. And I feel like if we weren't doing this for the podcast, I may have switched off at this point. (laughs) Nope, not going to give it a go uh, because it's shit. Um, We also know it's 2003 because in the establishing shots and we see people on the beach, many of them are wearing toe rings. Yes, obviously. Big close-ups of toe rings. Really appreciate that. We're then introduced to Justin and his douchey friends. I said douchey friends as well. <laughs> there are so many douchey, douchey guys friends. in this film. Oh my god, it's overrun with them. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say at this point, because um, his main douchey friend, Brandon, always seems to be wearing a tank top or have his top off or have a shirt that's open with his um, very pronounced abs yeah. on display if anyone is putting a little bit of lockdown weight over uh, 
the last year of our lives, um, don't watch this film because you'll just feel really bad about yourself because there's not a single person in this film that doesn't have either a really flat stomach or, like, abs. Even the nerdy one yeah. has abs. It's like, oh, God, I just feel bad about yourself. For fuck's sake. Yeah, they're in, they're in, this is one of those films where you... <laughs> there's no such thing as a completely unattractive person. No. It, like, male or female. They, they don't exist in this, in this, this world. This is from the director of She's All That, though. Wow. Um, the quintessential... Take off your glasses and suddenly you're the most beautiful girl on the planet, Phil. Yeah. So, as we're introduced, uh, Brandon says, Dude, this year's spring break's gonna rock. And, uh, yeah, he's got his open shirt and his abs out. Uh, he reveals he's arranged a whipped cream bikini contest hosted by the Pennsylvania Posse. And they're the Pennsylvania Posse. And yeah. that's how I shall refer to them from now on. Um... This is, this is genuinely one of the most predatory films I've ever seen. I, I have... I, I, you'd think this is directed by Harvey Weinstein. It's, it's really disturbing. Every, this Brandon, he... Every single girl he comes into contact with is, Oh, shows your pussy! Yeah. Yeah, it's essentially... It, it's one of those films that's very clearly written by older people. Yeah. Um, or men men older men and thinking that this is what teenagers were like back in 2003 this is so this constant boys all they care about is girls Mm. um girls pretend they're not but they're only interested in boys um and all that fucking shit and they've all got abs they've all got very flat stomachs they all look they've all got you know 28 million different outfits to change into. You know, it's very that. And I think also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the, the writer was British as well. Probably. So I think that's how the oh, British... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how the British see American teenagers. Yeah. That this is how they act. And unfortunately, it means that a lot of the men, particularly Brandon... Um, are very predatory, mm-hmm. weird. Um, it doesn't sit well. I mean, we are talking about 18 years ago, um, but from a modern perspective, it's really creepy. A lot of it is very creepy. Yeah, Eddie uh, is an early type with his shit hat and glasses. And, <laughs> that uh, is awful. <laughs> he, he can't join in with the whipped cream bikini contest because he's lactose intolerant. But he only has his eyes on one girl, doesn't he? Only nerds have allergies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's only interested in the girl that he met on a Star Trek message board. Yeah, Internet Lizzie. We'll Internet call Lizzie. Which is her name. Yes. Um, Brandon is unable to stay with one girl. He likes to mix and match and likes coffee and a shower. But he'd be devastated if someone stole his car. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he doesn't care about... So he wouldn't care if anyone stole his woman. What's the shower and coffee bullshit? What's that all about? uh, He says that he likes to mix... I don't know. I actually don't know what that means. I genuinely have no idea. Um, coffee and shower. They go to a shitty-looking beach party where every single person happens to have abs and bikini bodies. Exactly. And we get our first musical number to The Love. Al UV, obviously. Brackets, bounce. 
and this entire musical number basically consists of the girls walking around deciding who they want to fuck. Yeah, it and it's throughout the whole film is that these musical numbers don't always um, keep with the story that's no. going on. So the three girls are walking around and singing about they don't know which men they want, um, but Kelly's meant to be a good girl who doesn't want to get with men because men are only after one thing. Yeah. But she's still there eyeing them all up, all these chiselled bodies on the beach. Yeah, she goes up to one, she's grinding on him, and she's like, won't you tell me where you're from? Might I know you're from back home? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's very, very... And this goes against what Kelly Clarkson sort of became... Um, but it's all very that Britney, Christina style. This made me wish I was watching Crossroads again. Yeah, yeah. But that's not Kelly's style, and I don't think it ever really was. No. Um, she's more country, more rocky, mm. and this is very much pure pop. Um, and then they put in a bit of generic R&B in places as well throughout the film, and it just doesn't suit her. It also puts in really bad beach towel choreography. Don't. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. We get a, every. Obviously, it's a musical, so everybody on the beach knows exactly what moves to do um, and where the song's going. And they, uh, yeah, we get a small um, choreographed beach towel part of the film, don't we? We do. And then beach balls near the end. And. It's this film called From Justin to Kelly. The whole point of the film is that they meet and there's a spark and they fall in love. Uh, for some reason, during this musical number, they meet for the first time. There's absolutely no spark there. Mm. They act like they already know each other. Justin sings that he wants to know her name, but Kelly thinks it doesn't matter because he can see in her eyes that they will meet up again. It's a throwaway scene and you wouldn't know they were the two main characters. No, it's really weird. Because like, I, I predicted where the film was going. Oh, yeah, I mean, anyone with But I didn't realise was... that they would start, like, properly singing and dancing a duet together yeah. within the first song. I thought we'd maybe, like, missed part of the film. Yeah. I was like, something being cut out. Because it just didn't make any sense. That it's like straight away, the first time they meet, they're singing and dancing together. Yeah. You know, you don't... Clearly, Grease is really the uh, template for these sort of films. And you don't, you don't get that. You get... They seem to be together from the get-go. There's no sort of separation. Yeah. Whereas in Grease, they're together and then they're, they're apart mm. and pining. Whereas this... Ain't there a part of pining in this film that yeah, happens? Yeah, a little bit. It's not believable, but no, it happens. No, a little bit, but it's kind of... It just doesn't feel organic like it no. did in Greece. No. Uh, well, this shouldn't be compared to any other musical, because this is genuinely the worst musical ever made. Yeah. Um, uh, the musical number ends, and the, the guys are walking on the beach, and Eddie is talking about women, and it sounds like it says Hyman. And then it sounds like it says, the female sex from behind. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we couldn't get... Um, subtitles. Subtitles on this one. I know recently we've been getting subtitles on just to make sure we heard things correct. 
Yeah. Uh, but it does sound like Hyman and the female sex from behind. He wants to go back to the hotel room, but the masters want him to work on his moves. They do refer to themselves as the masters. The masters. Um, Brandon starts rapping, whilst Justin starts beatboxing oh. about um, picking up girls, and the uh, Kelly and the girls watching giggle. Brandon then shows them his ass and asks it's what they're doing. It's not his ass. It's like he's proper. We don't see his. We ass. don't see it, but he pulls his jeans. But down he bends really far down. Yeah, he shows his ass. Ass hole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he shows them right up his hole, and uh, he then asks what they're doing later. And Alexa says, get an ad image out of my head. <laughs> We're then introduced to the start of a really bizarre relationship. Yeah. Um, officer Cutler, a police officer, asks for Brandon's ID. And he tries chatting her up, but she gives him a 75 bucks fine for showing his ass off. Now, you'd think this was just a throwaway scene for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. But... Spoiler alert, they end up in a relationship. Oh my god, this joke is played out for the whole film. And they end up in a relationship. Yeah, they do, yeah. A police officer and this really douchey guy from Spring Break. (laughs) Of course. The Pennsylvania Posse then check into their hotel. Or as... as, Pennsylvania Posse is a bit too difficult. I'm going to call them the PP. Uh, The PP check into the hotel... Where they're told no smoking and no girls. What the fuck kind of hotel is this? <laughs> yeah. Why would you not be allowed girls in there? What? Well, I don't understand. <laughs> Obviously, they're doing a spring break movie. Um, they've written the whole thing to be about sex. That yeah. is what the whole film is yeah. about. But they can't show it or even... Even reference it really can they it's just like oh look at these girls in their bikinis yes yeah. um it's a pg so, so it's never actually sort of spoken about it's always just look at these girls with their banging beach bodies mm-hmm. oh i'll have two girls i'll have coffee in the shower you know it's it's all shit like that because they can't actually show it or even really talk about it Yet they've made a whole film based around it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. The girls happen to be staying at the same place. Um, and they're discussing how the guy with the curly hair was checking out Kelly. Alexa asks Claire, uh, Kelly not to clench and have a good time. <laughs> Unclench. She's fuming because um, this whole thing is about, well, they're just objectifying women. This whole... This whole bikini contest and that they're just objectifying women but even though she's literally just did a choreographed song and dance number based around trying to find what men in their shorts she would like to have a relationship with whilst rubbing herself up against them yeah yeah and then also had a mild duet with justin whilst rubbing herself against him (laughs) and then she's there saying Oh, he didn't like me. He wasn't checking me out. What the fuck was just happening five minutes ago on the beach? What the fuck was that? Do you do that to every man you come across? Do you think he does it to every woman, you know? Of course he was checking you out. He was lifting your fucking leg in the air, my dear. (laughs) Well, he definitely thinks she's... uh, He's definitely interested because he thinks she's special and he has to find her. 
Brandon thinks all girls are hot and the rules are no second contact for three days. No second contact. So you get shit like this, <laughs> like no second contact. What the fuck does no second contact mean? Was that what a, does it mean? Was, is that a reference to sexual diseases? It's, so it's, it, essentially what he's saying is you don't shag the same girl twice over the week. It, it is a week, isn't it? They're there. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't shag the same girl twice in a week. But yet again, he can't say that. So you get shit dialogue like no second contact. <laughs> <laughs> Within three days. Yeah. Eddie picks up the hotel room phone and tells the boys he's confused. It doesn't even have buttons. How can he log on? Yeah, so we can't get his dial up to email his uh, Star Trek girlfriend. No. Um, because it's a rotary phone. Oh, 2003. The girls want to go looking for Justin so Kelly can get some dick. Yeah. Uh, they, we get a breakdancing montage during this as well, which is yes. really appreciated. Um, <laughs> in the next scene, we get, we get a musical number for a song called Forever Part of Me. Now, Forever Part of Me is exactly how it sounds. It is a song about two people in love who will forever be a part of each other. These two people that I've literally met once yeah. for a couple of seconds. And she said, he, she's, at one point she said he wasn't even checking me out. And now she's singing a duet from afar with him about forever being in love. Forever a part of me. They spend the whole musical number walking around, pretending they can't see each other. Uh, ironically, singing lyrics about open your eyes and you'll see. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Brandon tries chatting up a girl who says she has a boyfriend. He tells her to tell her boyfriend to go on a hike. Go take a hike. Uh, her boyfriend shows up and scares him off because he's bigger than him. Yeah, so this is the only guy in the whole film that isn't... Um, well, the only guy that has a slightly predominant role in the film that isn't um, your typical... Beach body ready, all American teenager. Uh, he's a big bold guy with a beard. Therefore, he's scary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, the girls ask Justin to put them on the Margarita Madness party. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean, um, obviously, Kelly's girls, a bunch of random girls ask him. Uh, but then Alexa shows up and tries stealing all, the other, all of his wristbands to the party, uh, but all the other girls steal them from her. Yeah, so Justin Justin puts a pigtailed girl on the Margarita Madness party list. Um, so I was a little confused because I was like, why has he got tickets to the Margarita Madness? And how does she know his name? I just thought they were the, uh, the PP, the Pennsylvania Posse. Uh, but it turns out that Eddie, Justin and Brandon are organising the whole of Spring Break. Yeah. They're in charge of all the events all the parties, all the selling of the tickets. That wasn't really established. I feel like they only just decided that during the scene. Yeah. Um, so I, I was rendered a little confused. So then Alexa has a little flirt with Justin for the tickets. She steals them, falls flat on her ass, and then others steal the tickets from her for Margarita Madness. Um, yeah, many women... Oh, my God. So now... Many women are now desperate for tickets and Justin has to run away because they're chasing him. Yeah. For these Margarita Madness tickets. Only women. Men men aren't chasing. No, men don't want tickets. No, of course. Just women 
Only women drink margaritas. Um, he hides in some really disgusting-looking ladies' toilets. And who's in there? Obviously, it's, it's Kelly. Kelly. Now, <laughs> I said the first meeting wasn't bad enough, but let's say that they were going to say it for this moment. This is going to be that big moment. Mm. They meet in a public toilet that looks like it smells like oh, piss. Oh, Awful. It's um, like some working men's club toilets haven't been cleaned for about a year. Kelly's washing around, so she's clearly just had a massive shit. And she was like, come here often. And he, after they just sang about, you know, always being a part of each other, he turns to her and says, oh, you're from the beach, right? Yeah. And she says, my friends call me Kelly for short. What? what the short fu- for what? What do they call you for long? Like, it's not established what Kelly is short for. What would <laughs> Kelly be short for? Nothing. What the, what would Kelly, I have no idea. Um, Kelly's? No. No, that's still short. But they call her cows at certain they points. They call her Ke- Oh. But, but she said but Kelly. She said Kelly. She, she said, said they Kelly. call me Kelly for short. Justin introduces himself and Kelly tells him how disgusting it is outside uh, because some guy's passing out whipped cream bikini contest flyers and tells him it's degrading. She says it's disgusting outside while standing in this smelly looking toilet. She then says that she'll help him to escape because every girl's bathroom has a secret escape. The window. Yes, because men's bathrooms don't have windows. Yeah. Surely that's not a thing. It's it's definitely not a thing. Okay. It's It's not a thing. Okay. Um, He says, my hair won't fit through that. So she says... This massive window. This massive window. And his, his hair, he's got a big... He's got some it's, nice it's, hair on him. He's got some it's good It's not... Good no, hair. Big as it's, it is big. Um, and she says, I'm from Texas. I've seen bigger. Is, is Texas known for big hair? Uh, Texas is known for big hair. What the saying is, um, everything, everything is bigger in Texas. That's, well, that's maybe she should have gone with Hurricane Luke then. Maybe... Kelly helps him escape and he falls to the ground with great hilarity. <laughs> yeah. And then he asks her out for burgers later. Yeah, so she writes her number with lipstick on a piece of toilet paper or whatever it was and throws it into a puddle outside. <laughs> Why is there a puddle outside? <laughs> don't know. During this hot summer weather that always looks dingy. Oh, don't even. I, I should mention that for all these... I don't know when it was filmed... It must have been filmed in September. It or must have like been because throughout all these scenes, there are so many clouds in the background, and it doesn't look particularly hot. No, they must have all these extras in this cast must have been fucking freezing. <laughs> uh, Kaya meets Carl because Kaya's still in this film. They often forget about her. Um, she meets Carlos after spilling a drink down herself, and she tells him he's cute, but not in a way that makes her seem easy. Yes, um, so what's Carlos wearing on his bottom half? What is Carlos wearing on his bottom um, half? Because it's 2003, Carlos is wearing a sarong. Of course. Um, do you remember when sarongs were a thing? Sadly. Um, but yeah, and him and all the waiters there are wearing sarongs. But like proper shirts up top. Yeah. And an apron. Um, it's quite hideous to look at. Um, but apparently K.O. is a big fan of it because, uh, she's clearly found her K.O. 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 I said K.O. I said K.O. I said K.O. K.O. And, uh, yeah, she's found her man for the week, hasn't she? Yeah. Justin asks Alexa if she can help him find Kelly because he had an instant connection. Which time? 
because you've met like <laughs> know, yeah, twice, twice now and pretended you didn't see each other in between that time. Uh, Alexa is disgusted when Justin wants Kelly's number because she's a hideous bitch. Uh, he doesn't want her number and she's obviously like a model. Alexa writes Kelly's number on Justin's hand and forces him to look at her tits and the cameraman in the process. That's true. So, Justin texts her straight away, and we find out, shocking twist, it's Alexa's phone. <gasps> dun, a shitty, dirty-looking Nokia. It's fucking filthy. The phone is filthy. And the text, because it's 2003, in all capitals, says, Kelly, I-O-U-A, the letters, B-R-G-R, U, letter U, game, Justin. So, Brandon thinks Justin asking Alexa for Kelly's number was insulting and he might as well call her a dog. Um, (laughs) Alexa replies, sorry, in capitals, not interested, K-L-Y. Spell it out properly, you lazy fuckers. Is that really what we were all like back in 2003? Did you have to, like, pay by the letter in 2003? (laughs) must have. Everyone, I think everyone must have thought it was cool. And also, she has like a full-blown ringtone for her text messages. Yeah, that is true. Also, they start and end their um, texts with each other's names. So, like, Justin. Yeah, you Kelly. know who it fucking... It's like, surely, even in 2003, there were contacts. Yeah. The name of the contact would come up. But... Obviously, if he signs off Justin each time, it makes it easier when Kelly finally discovers the messages well, later exactly. on in the film. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Kaya thinks Kelly should keep looking for Justin, but Alexa isn't best pleased about it because she wants that Justin dick. Yeah, so the girls... I, I don't know why. To be honest, let's, let's face it. I mean, not in a harsh way. You know, I mean, I can't even say he's a wonderful actor. Rude. He's a shit actor. He's a shit singer. And he, he's also not really attractive, <gasps> if I'm honest. It's probably... Yeah, no, come on, Chris, seriously. Oh, he's not that bad. But, I mean, for super slag Alexa to go around fucking desperate for him when she could get any guy she wants her, which she makes clear later on. But what what she... I think what she wants is a, a, a good guy deep down. She wants a good guy. And she thinks Justin is a good guy. I think she just wants some And cock. then she's jealous of Kelly because Kelly's a good girl getting a good guy. But Alexa gets all the uh, Brandons of the world. Yeah. Um, that's that's how I read it. Maybe I'm giving them a little too much I think, credit. I think so. Kaya um, goes to see Carlos. Well, the girls... When the girls go to the beach the next day, this whole message thing, and they're chatting, do you, did you see the dude in the background getting told off by his girlfriend for no. checking them out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... You know that meme yeah. where uh, the guy's getting into trouble for checking the girl out? It's exactly like that. Some just guy in the background getting told off. <laughs> but that's the thing. In this film, no one, especially women, no woman can walk around anywhere, even even fully dressed, really. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not like they're all in G-strings and thongs mm-hmm. all the time. Um, Kelly Clarkson in particular, you you know, she doesn't, um, when she's in a bikini, she's in a one piece, she doesn't show it off. No. Um, at all. But they're constantly objectified. Yeah. Constantly. They can't go anywhere without guys checking them out. Mm-hmm. Like, all the time. It does get really tiring by the end of the film. Yeah. Kaya goes to see Carlos and asks him out. 
he wants to know if she's adventurous. And she says, heck yeah. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, hal all the time. I say hal all the time. Hal, hal, hal. I think it's because he, she's nervous because obviously he's an older man. Um, she's nervous that he thinks she's immature. So if she says hell instead of heck, that makes her seem more of an adult. Just sounded like shit dialogue to me. Yeah, well, it is. Well, it is. But that's what I gathered from it. Um, but because she's adventurous, he takes her to the rough part of Miami. He, he does. He takes her to a really dodgy-looking alleyway where people are clearly doing meth. And uh, there's a hidden salsa dancing club there. Yeah. Wait, even though... I don't know. Florida. A really fancy looking. Yeah, really well. fancy. And I don't know why a club like that, a really nice club mm. uh, for salsa dancing is hidden away. No. I just, I don't understand. I mean, Miami has a, a long history of, you know, celebrate, celebrating Latino culture. Mm. Um, so I don't know why a big fabulous salsa club like that and very popular too yeah would be hidden away like that in the dingy part of town yeah again i i, I think this is just bad writing at first kaya tries uh, saying she can't do salsa but as soon as they get on a dance <laughs> she's floor, in a film she's an absolute expert she is and launches into a musical number she does. in what is a completely pointless scene exactly. because this whole entire film just feels like random clips just thrown together yeah like not, it doesn't even have to be in order. It, but she's fallen in love now. Yeah, of course once, she has. Had a little salsa duet, and that's it. They're that, in is, love. that is why this is They're a Valentine's episode. Exactly. Uh, Brandon thinks Justin needs to forget about Kelly um, for one of a thousand times in this film, um, but Justin isn't giving up. Kelly thinks she might need to start putting herself out there like Alexa, uh, but Justin sends Alexa a text, and it reads. I W N T, the number two, T L K, M T me, at the at symbol Marina at four, I W N T Tay K E no Tay no number four and A N S R, J S T N. Bitch, spell your own fucking name. Be lazy with the rest of it, whatever, but spell your own fucking name. And, like, the screenwriter, like I said earlier, is this how he thinks teenagers were at that time? And I'm assuming these are teenagers or college age or... I I don't know when Americans stopped going to spring break, but young. Is this what he thought young people were like? Like, they actually texted like that? And they they actually said stuff like, I won't take no for an answer. That's creepy. Yeah. Why are you texting someone, I won't take no for an answer? The lady turns you down. Mm. Get over it. Yeah. You know, but it, it's this whole, the whole narrative of the film is literally people falling in love with each other after five minutes of mm-hmm. knowing each other. Yeah. They've been, been on a date. And the, the big thing, and spoiler alert, the big climax of the film... Is Justin and Kelly kissing? Yeah. Like this whole film is just for them to kiss. Yeah. They don't because again, this is a film about sex. That's not allowed to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Alexa uh, enters Kelly into the whipped cream bikini contest, and in a bizarre series of events, not only as her friend, her best friend, enter into this contest without her consent, but she's also dragged onto stage by a bunch of guys. She is. She's disgusted when she finds out that Justin helped organise the contest. Kelly puts the cream all over Justin's face, and then he puts it on Brenda's chest for great hilarity, and she storms off. But there are some, like, really iffy, um, not iffy women, um, but there are women in the background wearing whipped cream bikinis. Yeah. But in, in the sense of it, it doesn't look like they've just put whipped cream over a bikini. It looks like their bikini's made of whipped cream, mm-hmm. which is really creepy for what yeah. I assume is, like, the target audience of this film. Yeah. Why would you, do, why would you actually show any of it? Well, Kelly doesn't understand how Justin was such a nice and funny guy when they first met, but now he's hosting a whipped cream bikini contest, so she storms off to the hotel. Uh, Eddie, whilst waiting for the girl from the internet chat, again, in another completely pointless scene that did not need to be in this fucking film, waits um, for this internet Lizzie, uh, who's apparently a big fan of him, so he tells this uh, beach volleyball team, um, who invite him to play a game of beach volleyball, which he's really terrible at, obviously, because he's a nerd. Uh, but his internet date is waiting around the corner for him. Yeah, so th- this is fucking stupid from start to finish, this scene. Um, so he's ready to meet this woman that he keeps going on about. I'm assuming this is where they plan to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they both end up in the same place at the same time. Um, he's near some very large and elaborate sandcastles. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty much coerced into joining this volleyball. There's loads of people around. But yeah. He's the one that this guy will not... He he chooses Eddie and will not allow Eddie not to play mm-hmm. volleyball. So obviously Eddie is a massive nerd and the volleyball smacks him in the face the first time he goes to try and hit it. And so this... Uh, what's her name? Lizzie? Yeah. Lizzie is there with a photo of him in her hand. Uh-huh. Um, waiting for him round the corner. She looks lost, but she doesn't think to actually scope out the area more. She's very... She's just stuck in this one bit, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's not here. Oh, no, oh, no. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly's ordering a bacon double cheeseburger whilst Justin bugs her again. Nice. She's still fuming about the contest, and Justin wants to know what he needs to do to make it up to her. She asks him to shave his head apart from two parts, and he agrees, but she's just kidding. He suggests she tries the hot sauce whilst pouring it all on her burger, (sighs) and spills it all down her, to which he says, I promise I'm slightly less dorky than you think. You have just spilled hot sauce all down her legs, whilst ruining her burger that she's just paid for. Exactly. Number one, if anybody did that to me, I'd be absolutely fucking fuming. You know, if you're suggesting a sauce whilst pouring it on my food, what are you doing? What's that about? Yeah. What is that about? You know, you can suggest it, but don't start pouring until I've told you you're allowed. Also, it's the wettest hot sauce in the yeah, world. it is water. It's water. It's just like red water, essentially. He gets her a napkin and asks if she's still up for the boat ride at four. She agrees. 
But she's confused to why you said still. Why did she agree? This guy's a fucking creep. So she she's just had hot sauce spilt all over her. She's a little confused and she doesn't straight away realise that he said still on for four. Mm. Um, so she's like, still? Now this is the kind of thing maybe you would have brought up later on, but she doesn't. No, she just sort of lets not. it slide. Brandon assures Officer Cutler that the contest was a success. The whipped cream was skimpy yet tasteful. And he tells her the beach will be wiped clean. She's impressed, but he didn't have an event permit, so he's got another fine. <sighs> Justin and Kelly go for their little boat ride. We get the most boring musical number <sighs> I've ever seen in my entire life. They're both dressed head to toe in white. He's wearing a white tracksuit for some reason. Yeah. She's wearing white, apart from, actually apart from, but she takes it off, thankfully. A really fucking hideous, uh, is it khaki-coloured hat? Yeah. Um, absolutely disgusting. It looks like, um, I don't know, it looks like a cross between Raiden's hat in Mortal Kombat and a like Australian hat. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that ones that usually has the corks coming down in the very stere- very stereotypical view of um, Australians. But it looks like it's fucking hideous. It really is disgusting. She wears some hideous outfits in this film, mm-hmm. and this hat is up there with the worst. Ugh. Yeah. So they go on this trip, and um, Justin says. There's something definitely going on between us, you know what I mean? And then immediately start singing at her. <laughs> they start a duet uh, about holding tight, baby, timeless love, and uh, just shit about being in love and whatnot, even though they've only known each other like 10 minutes now. Yeah. Um, but they managed to sing a duet about love without actually looking at each other. Yeah. She's, she's they're both looking forward where the boat's uh-huh. going. And it's not even like the scenery's that exciting. No, no. It's just the, like random houses in the background. At one point they stop to talk about how happy Justin is that Kelly gave him a second chance. And then they resume the song as they sail off into the sunset. <laughs> in a bizarre sequence of events, uh, Kaya turns up at Carlos's workplace, starts dancing around him and he calls her mummy. Um... She then launches a verbal attack on Carlos's boss in Heather Graham style, telling him how he treats Carlos like shit, uh, he overworks him, he doesn't give him overtime. Carlos's boss, Carlos's boss then understandably fires him. Yeah, so number one, Kaya shouldn't be in the kitchen no. whilst he's working. No customer should be in the kitchen. That's really bad form. Yeah. He shouldn't be there. Um, so... Carlos's boss tells him that he has to work that evening, which, you know, is, you know, it's not good when you're expecting an evening off, but you work at a restaurant Mm -hmm. during spring break. It's going to be your busiest period. Um, The no overtime, yeah, I get. Not being paid overtime Mm -hmm. would be infuriating. Um, But it's definitely not her place. No. They've gone out dancing once Mm -hmm. and she starts yelling at his boss. So his boss does fire him, Um, which I never understand in these films. 
Like, I'm really desperate for someone to work tonight. You're going to have to work. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody says no, there's like, then you're fired. I'm like, well, you're not going to be desperate tomorrow. And the day after, you know, come to some sort of, you know, that's what I really don't understand in these films. It's like, um, are you not worse off then? I mean, to be fair, he didn't say no. His girlfriend fucking just screamed in the boss, his boss's face. And that's face. the thing. And you're saying girlfriend because it feels like all these couples that have, like, been out once... Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they're boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend? Like, oh my god, you've known each other for less than a week. Like, you move so fast. Carlos accuses Kaya of thinking of herself and then chases after his boss. That's true. Kelly had... It a... is quite selfish what she did, actually. It is. Because her issue was the fact that he wouldn't be available to go dancing that night yeah. again. She couldn't care less that he was overworked and whatever. She just wanted him to go out of her. Exactly. Kelly had a great day and wants Justin to forgive her for how it started. Forgive, Forgive you for what? Yeah. For, uh, for what? For, oh, the whole cream. For not agreeing with a bikini whipped cream box contest. Yeah. He fucking spilled hot sauce down you. Yeah, but the thing is, you're allowed to disagree with something, but you not necessarily throw whipped cream in someone's face for no reason. Well, either way, she was in the right. Was very was harsh. Very harsh. Um, they awkwardly try not to look at each other. Um, as we think they're going to kiss uh, and then she goes back to her room yeah he well he says before that sometimes things go wrong so things can go right and she says wow that's so deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes things go wrong so things can go right <laughs> Alexa runs up to the bar but has no wristband so she gives Brandon on a, ki- a kiss on the cheek for payment well Brandon forces her yeah. to give him a kiss on the cheek because yeah because it's this film yeah um so he gives her a wristband and she brags about it and she's like ah see you bitches later goes into the bar runs into a waitress who spills drinks all down her end of scene again a scene that just really did not need to be there. just to fill up the run time this yeah. this film would literally be five minutes long if it cut out all the necessary shit Brandon brags about making a thousand bucks and meeting a Swedish girl called Inga. Eddie's got his bo- Eddie's got his body ready for meeting his internet date, but Brandon tells him he's too milky. <laughs> it's true, but even so, like th- this geeky guy, he shows us his actually quite toned figure. Yeah. but the biggest issue was the fact that he's too white. He yeah. needs a tan. That is this entire film's problem. Exactly. The girl's boyfriend, who Brandon pissed off earlier, is annoyed because he wasn't invited to the margarita's party. He chases him, which causes Brandon to knock some shit over in front of Officer Cutler and get another fine. Yeah, so in Miami during spring break, they have random stands selling ceramics on the beach. Yeah. Uh, And he crashes into one of them and then has to give Officer Cutler all his money that he's made. Eddie... So how many times has this happened? Is that the third, the third time, time this joke has happened? Okay. Eddie reveals his nerdy abs on the beach as he sunbathes to get less milky. <laughs> Alexa tries putting Kelly off Justin because he's a certified party animal who could be dating a different girl every night. I don't know where this reputation where came from. from. He is the most boring guy in this film. And yet he has this reputation all of a sudden for being a wild fucking party Exactly. Animal. We haven't seen... All we've seen him do is dance on the beach and pine yeah. after Kelly. That's all we've yeah. seen. He's, he's stalked Kelly for his entire film and yet 
he's a party animal. The thing is, the whole idea is that he he organises all these parties. Well, so does Eddie, and he yeah. has got a reputation to be a party animal. It's this Brandon. Do you know, if I was Brandon, I'd be fucking fuming, because I, I, I believe the company that they run together is named after all three. Yeah. Um, but Brandon does actually genuinely seem to be the only one who does any of the work. It's true. He it's does, true. E- Eddie's nowhere near any of these parties. He spends the entire film sexually harassing women into going to his parties. Yeah. No one else even But that's tries. his business plan. No one else even there tries. There wouldn't be a business if he didn't do that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, the girls are chatting whilst catching some rays themselves by the be- uh, by the pool. Um, so it's established that Alexa is a party girl who dances on tables yeah. and has a different guy every night. Yeah, they, they basically slut shame Alexa and yeah. tell her she'll never know what it's like to have feelings for someone. Exactly. I mean, Alexa is a bitch, but that is a, a bit of a necessary slut shaming here. It's a character arc. That's... Yeah, but they essentially say, that they, they actually do say um, Alexa is a party girl and Kelly is nice. Yeah. I'm like, what, being a party girl doesn't make you nice? No. Uh, And then Alexa doesn't understand what it's like to have a real connection with someone. And Kelly and Justin are being total opposites, yet they have a real connection that Alexa isn't understanding. Yeah. Um, And that that complete opposites that Kelly and Justin are, which we haven't established because we've had no real character development, um, it can be a good thing. Yeah. A load of shit. Alexa is so pissed off about all of this that she texts Justin saying, JSTN, FGT, which I hope meant forget, Beach, C, letter C, letter U, at symbol, Pearl, K L Y. So if anyone needs that translating, it's Justin, forget Beach, see you at the Pearl, Kelly. Eddie has been sunburnt and screams at himself in a pocket mirror. Yeah, he does. It's great hilarity. To the hilarity. So he must have fallen asleep or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to the hilarity of everyone on the beach, he now has um, serious burns on his body. Yeah. Um, because that that's, that's kind of heat stroke territory mm-hmm. there, isn't it? Alexa's slagging it up at a gay bar somehow and starts the Wish Upon a Star musical number. Uh, that starts with the following lyrics. I'm going to wish upon a star. The boys are bad. The boys are good. They would all love me if only they could. This song makes absolutely no sense for her character. No. And she's also singing it whilst being thrown around and by guys and grinding on random gay guys. Yeah, I just. But then I also there's no other women. There's no other women in sight. No. And these guys. It's kind of weird because it is pretty. Feels like a gay bar because these guys are dancing with her, but there are other guys at tables watching. Mm. But they're like drinking cocktails and <laughs> such. And I know there's a terrible stereotype, but when you see a big beefy guy in a very tight shirt drinking a cocktail, it is really gay. <laughs> <laughs> so it does feel like she's. But then at the end of the song, She's still in the bar. Yeah, the song ends... And then suddenly there's women and other men there who aren't yeah. all dressed in white. So I feel like she had a daydream, which wasn't fully established, but had a daydream about a song and dance number featuring a load of gay guys. <laughs> it makes sense. I, I've had those a few times, and, and I do sort of recognise it. 
Um, but it's very weird to happen in the middle of this film. Yeah, as soon as the song ends, all these other people show up. Um, Kelly's at the beach waiting for Justin. Kaya thinks there's a perfectly good explanation. And for our second joke about death, Kelly says she hopes he's been hit by a car and that he's in hospital on his deathbed. Wow. I mean, if she thought that when he spilled the hot sauce down, I'd understand. (laughs) Eddie gets punched by a guy um, who... Oh, no, hang on, no. Kelly thinks it wasn't meant to be because they're two different types of people. Yeah, and then Kaya says, well, maybe you don't have to be two different types of people. Are you ready to party? Yeah. Eddie randomly gets punched when he opens his hotel room door uh, by a guy who's fuming that he's apparently seeing his girlfriend. Inga. Inga. Uh, The guy can't understand it because his girlfriend only goes for fit, good-looking guys. And obviously, Eddie with his abs isn't fit or good-looking. He's a dork. Because he's got glasses, he's a Absolute dork. mess. Uh, Eddie realises that it's Inga's boyfriend and tells him uh, that killing him won't solve anything. He'll just have a dead red dork. So they go for a drink together. For some reason, Eddie loves himself so much that he seems to think uh, Inga's boyfriend might fancy him. So he says it's just for friendship, nothing more. Yeah, because in 2003, if you ever thought that somebody may be slightly gay or if they did something that was slightly gay, um, automatically they were in love with you and wanted yeah. to sleep with you. Straight men, let's say, <laughs> did that. Uh, yeah, so they, they go for a drink together. Uh, Alexa tells Justin, because he shows up at the, at the gay bar now, um, that she she tells Justin she's going back with him because he needs someone wild because he's a party guy and she's a party girl. But his idea of having a good time, we find out, as predicted, is being with Kelly. So he's not a party guy and he confirms that. Yes. Alexa tells Justin that Kelly has a boyfriend back home. Uh, he walks off and she called him a lightweight for some reason. Yeah, and then she gets on the phone to someone and asks them for a favour, and can they get there right away? Well, she does this after she tells herself that she has a perfect body and the gift of persuasion. Oh, yeah. Eddie gives Inga's boyfriend relationship advice at the bar, and his internet date walks around looking for him whilst he had his whilst he has his head down on the bar. Yeah, so Eddie is having a drink with... Uh, his name's Greg, Angry Greg, uh, about how Greg needs to care about... What Inga says, um, to which Greg replies, but I don't care about what she says. Um, he Eddie still doesn't explain the fact that he's not actually Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg's saying, "What well, you know? Why is my girlfriend getting with this guy?" And he's still not saying, "Actually, I'm not Brandon. I'm not, you know." Um, but anyway, um, Greg gives him a hug. Which makes him collapse on the bar. Mm-hmm. And that's just when internet Star Trek girl walks by. Yeah. Looking very confused. So it's been a long time that she's had this same face. Looking very confused. Uh, I don't know where she's been. She didn't seem to have any friends. Or no. Anything. She's only there to see she's him. She's only there to see him. So she's literally just walking around with a confused face for the whole time. Yeah. MTV have just showed up at Brandon's Margarita's party. But he doesn't want to give them a discount. Uh, but then Kaya and Kelly show up and Kaya asks, do you offer discounts to friends and promoters? 
and Kelly says, because I'm ready to party. And they both walk straight to straight through uh, without paying and launch into the Madness musical number. Yeah, so what makes me laugh is that the night before, Kelly's turned, turned down for a date. So it can't be that late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, are you ready to party? Well, clearly she wasn't ready to party because now it's the next day. <laughs> Uh, now she's ready to party. Lord <laughs> she just went on a night out that night and got got ready to party. Uh, the the lyrics for this song, Madness, um, it, it, the verses involved the girls reading the guys to filth, um, including some lyrics that are, and you change your mind like you change your sheets. But the chorus has lyrics about not knowing if they love someone. Yeah. It's so badly written and a more terrible choreography and a breakdown bridge uh, with the lyrics a buh, a buh, a bum dig it. Yeah, this is pro This is probably potentially a guilty pleasure of mine. I, don't you dare. I didn't fully hate this song. Oh my god. <laughs> it was funny. Um, but yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense whatsoever. Hurricane Luke arrives and forces himself on Kelly. Yeah, so at the end of the song, he forces a kiss on her. Mm-hmm. Really sort of weird. Um, and so Justin's there and he says, so you do have a boyfriend? She's like, that is not my boyfriend. Well, Alexa tells him, she's like, that's, that's Kelly's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, and then he starts shouting in Kelly's face. And what does Hurricane Luke say to uh, Justin? Why don't you back off, Sideshow Bob? <laughs> <laughs> the only genuinely funny line in the whole film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Justin's like, what did you call me? And he flicks Hurricane Luke's cowboy hat. Oh, Brandon yeah. do says... Do not do that to a cowboy. <laughs> Brandon says he has a way of them solving this. Yeah, now we've um, wrestle, yeah, we'd um, think so. A drinking contest, um, a race, a swimming race, you know, something like that. Yeah. How do they settle a difference? They go on the beach in full motorbike gear on hovercrafts, and uh, Brandon explains what they need to do, and it's just nonsense. It didn't make any sense. So to what me. they need to try and do is, I'm assuming it's something called something like hovercraft basketball or something. But they've got balls that they have to get into each other's nets yep. in hovercrafts as they go round and round in circles. This somehow ends up in a massive injury. Um, yeah, they crash into each other and Luke falls out of his hovercraft. Um, Kelly's very concerned, actually. She says beforehand that Luke... Oh, you don't have to go through with this, Luke. Mm-hmm. And like, why is she on Luke's side? Yeah. What is that about? Um... She's just going to make it look like Luke's her boyfriend. His name's Hurricane Luke, by the way. Whatever. Uh, Officer Cutler gives Brandon another fine now, doesn't she? Yeah. Hurricane Luke is fine. He only had five stitches and reveals Alexa asked him to come because Kelly needed him. And at this point, Kelly should be like, are you fucking kidding me? And should go and probably confront Alexa about this, but no. She puts Hurricane Luke back in the friend zone. Oh, so why has Hurricane Luke got stitches on his head? <laughs> he fell he into the we- sea. He was fell into the sea and he was wearing a helmet. <laughs> What's with the stitches? She puts him in the friend zone and he asks if they could be the type of friends who go on dates and mess around. But she wants a sister and brother type friendship. Hurricane Luke tells her she knows how to hurt a guy when he's down. But she's like, come on, 
It's only five stitches. And there's that's the last we see of Hurricane Lou. Yeah, maybe it? maybe he died after. Maybe. Um, Kaya visits Carlos at his new workplace, where he makes five and a quarter an hour, uh, scraping beans off plates and filling urinals with either eggs or ice. Ice. Can... It was definitely ice. Well, either way. Which I don't understand. Still done. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what that means. Kaya wants to apologise, but Carlos screams in her face because uh, he thinks it's just a spring break fling where she'll go home and forget all about him and asks her to stay out of his life. So, I feel like they didn't really have a proper narrative and then so this scene, they made it look like potentially she he's not embarrassed, um, but there's some sort of issue with him working mm-hmm. uh, like as a as a server yeah i didn't i didn't really get because obviously they've only had what two other scenes together yeah. in the film i really don't know what the narrative is here uh, because it's not really established if she's a rich girl or not no is it um but i feel like that's what they're trying to play out um that she wouldn't understand because she just comes to spring break, has a lovely time, gets with loads of men and just goes back home, yet that's his life. Yeah. And he, you know, needs that job to survive. Uh, Brandon also needs a job to survive, apparently, because he's now begging people to go to a spring break party because he needs the money. Justin asks Alexa how to win Kelly back and she tells him he deserves someone better like her because he's a party guy. Kelly catches Alexa forcing herself on Justin and storms off. Justin storms off and Alexa asks him if he knows how many guys would want to be in his position. <laughs> Not many, really. <laughs> because I haven't actually seen her with many guys. The, the most guys I've actually seen her interact with was when she was having a daydream in a gay bar. It's true. Kaya sings to herself in the hotel room and Carlos visits her and asks her to join him for an eight-course dinner in a five-star restaurant. Fortunately for Kaya, she's in a lovely pink dress. She's ready to go out. She's ready to go out. She's got a lovely necklace on. Her hair's done. Her makeup's done. Um, she, she ain't ready for a beach party. She's ready for a proper slap-up meal. Uh, so fortunately... Carlos is knocking on the door and inviting her for yeah. one. And Amazing. This, this five-star restaurant turns out to be this filthy-looking fucking swimming pool. Oh, yeah, I don't understand. I, I don't get this. I don't get it. The table and chairs are on top of the swimming pool. So it looks like the swimming pool has some sort of um, plastic Does it? I can even see that. On it. Um... Yeah, or, or the table and chair would have fallen in. I just thought he had some sort of magical powers that makes it stay up. No, but so there's some sort of plastic on there uh, for the table and chair to be on the swimming pool. Um, but then they have to take their shoes off before they get on. I'm assuming if she got on with her heel, she would like puncture it. <laughs> but I would feel really uncomfortable yeah, eating like that. Eight courses like, as well. Yeah, I would not. But she says, so when he says eight courses at a five-star meal, she says, oh, you don't have to make grand gestures like that for me if if you can't afford them. You know, you don't have to make these expensive gestures. And I'm like, again, I'm like... But he's poor. So this is the narrative we're going with? It's, it's this it? But it's not been established whether she's a rich girl or no. not. She, never see, she didn't have a problem when he was on the beach in a sarong. Exactly. That was never a thing. So I don't understand... 
Oh, it's just shit. Shit writing, really bad. Alexa asks Kelly uh, if she wants to go get something to eat because she's starving. And Kelly says, yeah, I imagine stabbing one of your best friends in the back was taken out of you. Yeah. Why is Kelly that exact watching emotion? Him, by the way? Did Kelly yeah. know this was going to happen? I don't know. She's just standing there watching. <laughs> Kelly... Because <laughs> Kelly was like home alone. I say home alone. Um, she was... Um, in the hotel alone. Yeah. No one else was there. No. Who knows where... Ke- the thing is with this film is there are a lot of people randomly meeting up, but we don't know where they've been before. No. So you've gone to, you've gone to this place as three friends together. In Justin and Eddie and Brandon's case, as a business, three friends together. Yeah. Who are... At one point, Brandon's referred to, or, or Justin, I can't remember, as the mayor of Spring Break. Yeah. In the fact that they've organised in all of this. But all these people go off randomly by themselves, mm-hmm. but it's never really known what the hell they're doing. No. Whilst they're there, they're just randomly... Because this is a whole week's worth mm-hmm. in one film. So there's massive gaps where these people are like, where the fuck have you gone? And then just by coincidence, they're either dressed appropriately for a night, for a, a dinner date at a five-star restaurant, or they happen to be lurking around the swimming pool when their best friend is having a romantic meal. It's so fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, Kelly confronts Alexa about Hurricane Luke and Justin, Alexa continues to be a lying bitch and tells her that Justin was only seeing Kelly to get close to her and he tried to kiss her. And somehow, after all of her lying and just being a terrible person, Kelly still believes her. (laughs) Eddie goes around a club asking random girls if they're Lizzie from the internet. Yeah, which is really weird because she had a photo of Eddie. Why doesn't Eddie have a photo of her? Justin finds Kelly dancing with some guy and storms off. Uh, well she storms off Kelly pretends to cry and shout in his face about trying on with Alexa poor Kelly Clarkson having to do this crying scene she was fucking awful yeah it was I don't know what was happening with her face there certainly weren't any tears she should have just imagined that she was making this film I mean that would have made her cry surely well she said she cried for an hour when she weren't because they were forcing (laughs) her to make the film (laughs) Kelly, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, she's pretending to cry. Uh, he mentions the messages and she's confused. Um, but then he says, you know what? Game over. And storms off. Yeah, because he's, he says, oh, you all accuse me of being a player. Well, you're the one playing games. Mm. Guess what? Game over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty dialogue. <laughs> Kelly goes back to the club and Alexa drops the phone. Kelly picks it up and finds the text messages from Justin saying, K-L-Y, sorry it had number two N this way. Guess not in S-T-R-Z. Sorry number two had to end this way. <laughs> uh, J-S-T-M. As is number two ending. <laughs> Guess not in the stars. Ready? Oh, is that guess not in the stars? Apparently. Guess it wasn't meant to be. So very for, very fortunate series of events is her knocking the phone over just as Justin was text messaging Alexa. Um, and then being... She was a bit of a nosy bitch, weren't she, yeah. actually? She went through all the texts. 
Yeah, and Kenny wants to know how Alexa could do this to her, and Alexa admits that she was jealous and felt like Miss Runner-Up. Kelly tells Alexa she's nothing like her, and she'd never do that to her friend, and, and leaves. Okay, if there's any other film, she'd have called her a cunt, she'd have slapped her in the face. She really let her off far too have, easily. Considering Justin got whipped cream in the face just for doing his job, Yeah. then, you know, surely Alexa deserved a, a cocktail. She's already had a cocktail in her face anyway. Yeah. Surely she deserved something a bit more than just your bad friend and storming off. But no, she goes for that random sad girl in a musical musical number on her own, <laughs> having a walk. Um, and she starts the musical number for any time. A song about being on someone's side whenever they need love. Again, makes absolutely no sense no for sense. this scene. No sense. It, it could have been... I think this may have been even more boring than the boat song. Up until a certain point. Yeah. Because... As the song goes on, Justin arrives and says, come here often. Like the bathroom scene. Yeah. So she questions that. And he's, she's like, I thought you were on your way to the airport. He was like, I was at the airport. He was going to go to the airport. Exactly. He was at the airport when he's there running a business. Exactly. He gave up on his business because of that. Yeah. So Alexa shows up too and reveals she was the one who encouraged him to come back. And she thinks it's fate. They belong together. That all happened very quickly, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Kelly left Alexa in the bar. Where is this airport? Exactly. Like, seriously? So, Justin talks some shit about being in the same place at the same time and feeling the same way about each other. And in a scene that the Homies of Horror podcast on Instagram made us aware of, um, Kelly says she thinks it's dumb luck. And then he says... Whatever it is, it feels great. Then I can be the one. It's just launched into this massive fucking singing moment. <laughs> it's it's like a jump scare. It's hilarious. The fact that he starts this dialogue, speaking it, and then suddenly goes into song. <laughs> As if it's still speak, it's you have to sit. We'll have to post it. Yeah, I'll see if I can get. We'll have to find a way. It's absolutely hilarious. It's so shit and so fucking stupid that it's it's unmissable. After they've had their big um, slow musical number together, everything's all solved now. Uh, Even if Brandon is only left with one dollar after all of his expenses. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, the next day, they're having a party. Even though even though Brandon was telling people that the party the night before was the last chance to have a party. But, yeah. Um, so, it's the pool party the next day. Brandon is pleased he finally made money, but he needs to pay the caterers and DJ and has to give Justin his half, which I'd be fucking fuming about, because oh, Justin certainly did didn't do half the work. And that leaves him with one dollar... Um, Eddie sees Greg and Greg and Inga have broken up. Yeah. Inga wanted to party, but Greg wanted commitment. Yes. A random girl is impressed with Eddie's advice and tells him her story about trying to find her man from the internet. And they're now finally met 
and kiss. And she and she's telling him this whilst looking him directly in the eye. This Even person she had a fucking photograph of. Yeah, but this is the last day. So what was she doing the whole... She must have had the worst time. She would have been by herself for the whole week looking for this guy, considering Justin and Kelly can meet up coincidentally mm-hmm. at least 20 times yeah. during the fucking week. They don't manage it even once, even after the two times. Um, you know, it, surely this spring break can't be the biggest place. You know, obviously Miami's a big place, but spring break's just happening in, in one area. Um, but yeah, but then they finally meet and they do a Star Trek quote because they're both nerds. Yeah. And they're happily ever after. Brandon is pleased that Officer Cutler is actually gorgeous. Yes. In her off-duty bikini. Yeah, as soon as she takes off that police gear, she's a model. She's a model. And they go for a drink and end up together. Yes. Uh, Kelly now has highlights in her hair. Yeah. Um, for some Alexa's reason. been forgiven. Alexa forgiven. has been for- Yeah, essentially Alexa's been... She doesn't really get a moment, but she no. gets a moment in the song, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, so always forget... And no one no one tries to, like, punch her or uh, no. throw her in the pool. No. Um, and lot- then we get a... Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say the exact same thing. We get a horrendous, horrendous overproduced version of Casey and the Sunshine Bands That's the Way I Like It with rap sections by Brandon and Eddie by Brandon and Eddie and this thing that songs always love to do where you had male versus female back and forth (laughs) um, of That's the Way That's the Way yeah. Um. Number one, it, it's not a terrible song, but you're a big budget. Could you not afford a better song <laughs> than that? Of all the already established songs you could have chosen for a big song and dance number at the end of the film, is That's the Way I Like It really the best choice? No. Um. It's just awful. It really yeah. is truly awful. And I love a big song and dance number. It's the with big synchronized moment. synchronised choreography. I love it. Love to see it. Um, but this was just shit. And, and this is the big moment. The big ending moment. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of films end with the end of the song and they're all in a particular pose. Maybe they have a jump if it's High School Musical. Uh, or this, when they fly off in a car. This just fades out. Yeah. And then goes into uh, a, a shitty song... By Kelly and Justin called Sugar over the end credits. Yeah. That's it. It's like they put no effort into it whatsoever. It, it's so cheesy. It, the thing is, it seems like they put no effort into it, but the, the songs itself, the songs themselves, the whole film actually, is so overproduced yeah. and just sounds so artificial. Yeah. Um, the, the problem is that can work on record. mm but it can't work in a film because no. you're trying to portray emotion. Yeah. When you have a musical number in a film, it has to fit and none of these fit. No. At all. No. Even when a character's dialogue goes straight into the lyrics of a song, uh-huh. yeah. it still doesn't fit. No. <laughs> it's so no. out of place. That's from Justin to Kelly. Exactly. And the, and the thing is, like I said earlier in the film, when Kelly Clarkson, from the very beginning, is established as a fantastic singer, 
who's stuck in this empty bar, that's never addressed. Because no. everyone else is a fantastic singer uh-huh. as well. Yeah. And these huge musical numbers aren't actually acknowledged. It's just, it's like a, a music, it is like a musical, but not not like, you know, how A Star Is Born is a musical, mm-hmm. where the music is part of the film, yeah. you, you, part of the um, the story. These are just random musical numbers. Yeah, this is trying to be a full-on musical, but it just doesn't work. It doesn't fit. There's nothing about this film that works. Like, there's genuinely not a single... (laughs) There's not a single redeeming factor about this film. And that's that's insane. It's terrible. It it, It genuinely is as bad as I was led to believe back in 2000 and what, four or five. Yeah, I can't really bring myself to recommending this one. Uh no no Not even, out if, even if you're a fan of Kelly Clarkson this isn't this isn't Kelly Clarkson no. um this isn't how we know her and know her music so there's absolutely no point in watching it so that's from Justin to Kelly if you have seen it if you by some miraculous chance enjoyed it uh, let us know on social media we're Horacult Trash over on Facebook and Instagram and Horacult Trash on Twitter. Horrible trash? Yeah, there we are. What am I about? This film has made me lose my mind. Oh, no. We're horrible trash on Twitter. Uh, so, if you are listening on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, like, follow on Epic Else, check out our new YouTube channel, subscribe to us. Uh, we will upload some form of clip from this film. Uh, I'm DeadoutGaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruz92 on Twitter. I am Chris Barker823 on Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd. And next week we will be back with our first of two Women in Horror Month episodes where we will be discussing Blood Diner. First time watch. Yes, uh, female directed horror film. Yeah. Um, from, the, from the 80s, so really excited for that one. Yeah. So we'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye. <laughs>